0: Back to No
1: Filter, episode five. Woo-hoo. I'm Rawan. I'm Patty, and thank you for sticking through this this long. Yes.
0: <laughs> Welcome back. We have um, we had an exciting week. We have some fun stuff to talk about today, so um, we'll just jump right into it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I had a fabulous weekend. I've kind of been on a bender. And so, Uh a birthday (laughs) bummer. It was my birthday on Thursday, and um, it was a good one. Yep, Uh, yep. In in my (laughs) twenties, we don't
1: need to. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter after twenty (laughs) one,
0: right? So yeah, I had a exciting a few days, and um, I'm just kind of rounding it out now. Today, and it's Sunday today, so it's Super Bowl, so I'm kind of just going to keep it going and um, keep the drinks going, so I'm not really sure I'm entirely sober right now. Um, (laughs) So yeah, um, I guess I can just talk about what I did. Um, So Thursday was my birthday, I had the whole day off, thank God, and um, I didn't really do much, I ended up going on a little wing tour around Danbury and so there's a few bars back home that um give you free however old you are they give you that many free wings on your birthday so I took my cousin and a couple other people and um we just went around and got some drinks and got some food and then Thursday night, went out, had a nice little birthday dinner at, um, this restaurant called Farmer and the Fish in Purdy's, New York, which was really good. Um, it was a little overpriced, in my opinion, um, for, for what it was, but it was good. It was good company, so I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and then the real celebration happened on Friday. Um, so we had a nice little birthday dinner at my house with my family, uh, my parents, my sister, and, like, a couple of my aunts, um... So you know, Viv's threw down. Um, oh my god! I can't
1: <laughs> believe I missed that. Yo, chef yeah. baby. um So Patty's mom <laughs> is like a god in the kitchen. Yeah, she. Yo, this she holds lady it down. throws it down. She
0: is. She's um actually <clears throat> that's a pretty cool story. Yeah. So my mom is um a chef. She went to school to culinary school and graduated and everything. Um, she's always been a good cook and a good chef and she's always, um... I feel like in Spanish families, like, you're used to all the rice and beans and, like, the traditional Spanish food. But I feel like I lucked out. Me and my sister lucked out because my mom has always, like, tried to experiment with food and tried to um, always give us, like, different things to try and to really just, like, open up our palates and, you know, be open to trying different things when it comes
1: to food. That's definitely why you're a foodie. Yeah. (laughs) For sure.
0: Yeah, so... um, And she's been, like, really good because I, so I stopped eating um, red meat seven years ago, like beef and pork and, well, I never really ate lamb, but all that kind of stuff. And so um, ever since I stopped eating meat, like, she's been really good about, you know, making me really good hearty meals and making sure that it's always something that I can eat and that I like. Um, I do eat seafood. I can never, I don't know if I could ever give that up, but I guess Mm -hmm. we can talk about different flexitarianisms, oh, <laughs> it's different uh, isms when it comes to food word. later on, but yeah, so... Um, all my friends, uh, most of them have all had my mom's cooking, so it's really exciting when there's like an event or a celebration and she holds it down in the kitchen and just like kills it.
1: Like not um, even just the food, the presentation, yeah. the layout, like the dining That's table. That's my I'm
0: always like big on presentation because oh it's like, gosh. even if you have, like even sometimes like at home, like I'll have a friend over or whatever, like so your sister comes sometimes mm-hmm. and I'll like just make like a tuna sandwich, but like I'll just try to present it really well <laughs> and like have a little, some grapes up the side or some chips and like just set it up really
1: cute well I can't wait to live together because you know I'm not the cooking one so you are gonna have to be cooking. as long as people are doing the dishes I, do dishes. I don't care I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm all about the cleaning I can clean I just can't no I yeah. don't like to cook
0: I'm not like the best cook but I just I I don't mind it if I'm in the mood and I, I usually am when I'm within my own space like when I lived on yeah. my own in the city and stuff like I really enjoyed You know, making my own food and, like, cooking for other people and stuff like that. Not that I did it very often, but I I do like it sometimes. So, anyways, yeah. So, shout out to my mom. And she actually went to culinary school when she was, like, 48. Like, after me and my sister were, like, all done and out of the house and... You know, I graduated college in, or was about to graduate college. She decided to go back to school and um, get her culinary degree. So I was just, so awesome. I, know. I was, it was always a dream of hers and she was like, no matter what, if I'm 100 years old, like I'm going to go back yeah, and I'm going to go to school and I'm going to get my degree in culinary, you know, so it was just something she always wanted to do. I remember being
1: at her graduation party. Yeah.
0: And it was cool because like we graduated in the same year. Like, yeah. I was done in May from college and then she was done like in the fall or something. So that was really cool to be able to have like that experience with my mom and stuff and so yeah so shout out to her so yeah we had a really good dinner we had some fish we had some shrimp there was some pork chops on the table roasted potatoes some like roasted tomato rice some salad my grandma brought her salad dressing that Dominican salad dressing (laughs) if <laughs> any of you are Dominican out there, you know what I'm talking about. That shit is so good. Um, and then I had a couple cakes. I had an ice cream cake, and then my mom made me a chocolate cake, which was really, really cute, and it was really good.
1: All right, enough about the
0: food. <laughs> um, I know, I'm, like, I hungry right enough. now. So, yeah, so and we did that. We had a nice little dinner, just a few of us, and then everyone else came over afterwards, um, which I thought would be really cool to talk about because last time, you know, we really went into, like, Rwands. You know upbringing and her parents and how a little bit on how her family operates and things like that so I thought this would be a good um, time to kind of just talk about my family and how that stuff works so basically my mom has six sisters and one brother, so there's eight of them all together, and they all live in the same town, or nearby town. Um so awesome. Yeah, so, and they all have at least two to four kids who have kids, so, growing up, I never really had a lot of friends, like, outside of my family, like, my cousins were all my best friends, which I loved, um, and, you know, it's family, so your family's always going to be there and stuff, and we grew up really tight-knit, and um, just really close and having fun and having an imagination and playing outside and you know doing things like that so we try to keep little traditions alive it's hard now everybody's older everybody's working everybody just has other things to do in their life but um birthdays are a pretty big deal and we try to make sure that you know we we all get together at least at some point so you know all the aunts came over they bring little gifts and um all the cousins came, we had dessert, we had coffee, and um, I just really appreciate the time that I have with them, because I know it's hard, and I know for them, probably looking at me, they're like, oh, she's always gone, they never know where I am, because yeah. we're always away for the weekend, or yeah. going here, or going there, or in the city, and like they never really expect to see me around, so I really appreciate them for like always coming, and, and being there, and just like supporting me and stuff, so I really enjoy the time that, that we can do that, even if it's not often
1: um i definitely yeah. and this is like well i mean i don't obviously it's too early to tell like it's a whole nother year from yeah. now but like you're 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 gonna move and like yeah. who knows if you're gonna be able to like really celebrate your birthday like yeah. this big with oh everybody God, I, never and thought about that. Uh, <laughs> I know i was thinking about, <laughs> i know i was thinking about that with my birthday too and i'm like i usually go away for my birthday mm-hmm. every year and i've been going away for like but a it's lot like of like years now we'll have
0: to come home yeah so something.
1: So, like, this year, I'm like, I don't want to go away for my birthday. I want to be, like, here and celebrate with the people that are close to me and stuff. Because I don't know if I'll be home again for my birthday for a little while. Yeah. So, it was
0: sweet. Yeah, it was really nice. And um, it was cool. And um, I got... I'm definitely a lot closer with... A couple aunts, than all of them, obviously. You know, you just vibe out with different people in general. So um, I got a really cute text message from one of my aunts. Um, She's my favorite. She's the youngest one, and she's just just very spiritual, and she's, like, very open. And although they have their old school um, lessons and just rules and stuff, values that they all go by, you know, growing up in Dominican Republic and just coming from a strict Um, Hispanic background. Um, She's always just tried to be like really open and kind of been the one that's really acclimated to like the American culture. She was so young when she came. She was way younger than the other kids. Um, So she sent me a cute little text message just kind of saying that she loves me and that um, she just appreciates me being around and, like, being here, Mm -hmm. especially because, um, so World Cancer Day, so my birthday is February 4th and World Cancer Day, um, only recently in the last couple years or few years was named World Cancer Day, which, um, was always, I always thought was, like, really cool and coincidental that it fell on my birthday, seeing as I'm a cancer survivor, so she just sent me this cute little note thanking me for, like, still being here and how she appreciates me and how, um, she... Just essentially is, like, inspired by me and just, like, everything that I do and that she's really proud of me and things like that. And our family does not express feelings at all, like I mentioned in the mm-hmm. last um, episode. So, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of why I've always been the way that I was. So
1: Actually, just, I don't think you mentioned that in the last episode.
0: Kind of. I always said I, I didn't cry and I wasn't, like, emotional. Well, yeah, you <laughs> are. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so my family why. isn't really yeah. like that either. I mean, of course we talk, and no matter what, at the end of the day, we're always there for each other, but there's definitely a lot of um interesting wishy washy moments between all of us and um just nobody really expresses the good the good feelings a lot. Like we definitely express the angry parts and we get through it. Like we still love each other and like we argue right. like any family but like, saying I love you is, like, very, like, not yeah. a big thing. So yeah. just the fact that, you know, she was able to, like, send me that message and express it. And a, a few other people did, too. But hers just, like, I, I always, like, really appreciate it. And I always tell her. um, So when I had my five-year anniversary from being cancer-free, like, I do, I threw a huge party. Because when it's five years, you're, you know, supposed to be, alleged. you know, they say you're cancer-free when you're five years into remission. Out of remission, yeah. Um, so I did this huge wine and cheese party, which was so awesome. It was so that awesome. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Chef Vivi threw it down <laughs> it at that crazy. one. Um, yeah, that was a really good one. So we basically um, had this party, and um, she she came whenever I think. It was really for everybody else. It wasn't really for me. Um, I wanted to throw it to thank everybody else for, like, supporting me through it all and that stuff. And... She's like the main reason that I'm probably still here today because she's the one who like who noticed that there was something wrong and is the one who like made me go to the doctor and realize that I had a tumor and like realize like that there was something serious going on. Um, so I just like, you know, wrote a little thing back to her and was like, oh, you know, like you're my guardian angel on earth. And yeah. like, I really believe that because if it wasn't for her, I just don't. I, pro- this probably wouldn't be happening <laughs> right now, Yeah, you know, so I just, it is
1: just, a, a crazy story. Yeah. You should share it.
0: How I found out I had cancer.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, so when I was in high school, we'll take it real far back, I, uh, ran track and field. And so I had, um, got an injury from, uh, weightlifting one day in practice. And so, like, I pulled some nerve or something between my neck and my shoulder on my left side of my back. And I, you know, was in and out of physical therapy, and they were trying to figure out what it was. And it was a pinched nerve, or it was this, it was that. So, like, after a couple years, I was just like, whatever. Like, nothing's working. It just is what it is. Like, I'm just going to have this pain, whatever. So then I get to college, and... Ever, like, in, um, like, my senior year of high school into freshman year, every once in a while, like, I would feel like my shoulder and neck area would just... It was just unbearably painful, and I would just always blame it on the injury that I got in high school. Mm-hmm. And so, I never thought anything about it. I would just kind of self-medicate. I would... To be unfiltered, I would just buy, like, pain pills, like, oxys and stuff from people. Yeah. And I would just self-medicate for, like, a week and wait until, like, it went down. Like, the swelling went down and everything. Like, it would be so painful. Like, I couldn't even lift my arm. I couldn't wash my hair in the shower. Like, I couldn't do anything. So crazy. And I just chalked it up to an old injury. I was like, whatever. Yeah. It's not a big deal. So then, um... Fast forward to when I'm 20, I'm, it was my first year interning at the company that I was, I was working for that I talked about last, last week and I was living in Harlem and so I had a week, so I was moving out of my apartment in Harlem to go home for a week and then move back into my dorm room. <laughs> so my mom gets there and she's with my aunt, mm-hmm. um, and They're like, all right, let's move all this. Let's go. Let's do it really fast because we want to go to dinner. And that day, like, I had just been in so much pain. So I was like, Mom, I'm really sorry. Like, I can't help you. Like, I really can't help you move all these boxes and stuff. She was like, okay, Princess Patty. like, no Mm -hmm. big deal. And just, like, thought that I was being lazy. And I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, I am so much pain. Like, we went, so whatever. We went to dinner, and I couldn't even eat. That's, like, how painful it was. Like, I couldn't even eat. Like, I was nauseous. And I've never been in such physical pain that you feel nauseous. Like, I didn't even know yeah. that was a real thing that could happen. Yeah. So we're sitting at dinner, and my aunt's like, you know, I'm going to, when we get home, um, I'll give you a massage. Because she does, like, reflexology and, and massages and stuff. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, if you're, if you're in the mood for it when we get home. Because we still have to drive back to Connecticut. So we get home, and she's like, all right, lay down, like, take off your shirt. So I lay down in my bed and I take my shirt off and she she like comes over and she basically like looks at me and just says to me, I can't touch you like I cannot give you a massage. I was like, all right, bitch, like rude. You just offered to give me a massage and now you're not being like- giver.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was so upset and
0: then she was like looking at me crazy and I was like what is wrong with you why are you looking at me like this she's like your shoulder blade is the size of an ostrich egg That's and so fucking and I was crazy. like yeah it's fine like it just gets inflamed sometimes I think it's from like this injury I had in high school Whatever. So she's like, you need to go to the doctor tomorrow. And I, growing up, high school, college, like, everything, like, I never went to the doctor. Me I neither. I just felt, like, some vitamin C, some sleep. I'm so and anti-doctor. Like, yeah. Like,
1: I don't take Advil. My mom has fought with me since I was younger. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, I don't want medicine. I don't take medicine. I don't want to go to the doctor. Like, yeah. it's crazy. I don't know why.
0: I was just like, no, I don't need to go to the doctor. Like, I'm straight. Like, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it.
1: Mm -hmm. So she's like,
0: no, you have to go. And in my head, I'm like, bro, it's my first day off. I've been (laughs) interning all summer. Like, I have one week to, like, chill before school starts and work because I was going to work and go to school at the same time. That was, like, my first year I was going to do that. And so... She's like, no, you have to go. So whatever. I go to bed. I wake the next morning. She's calling me at like 7 a.m. She's like, did you call the doctor's office? Are you going to go? And I was like, no, I didn't (laughs) even wake up yet. Like, what is wrong with you? If you don't go by the time, like, lunchtime comes around, I'm going to go and pick you up and I'm going to take you myself. So I was like, okay, I guess I will go. And I did. And you went by yourself. I went with my mom. My mom ended up meeting me there. So we went in. Told him what happened. Um, Mm -hmm. We went and got an x-ray. Probably the rudest doctor I've ever come across in my entire life. And, like, ever since I was sick and, like, that whole thing started, I came across a lot of doctors. So rude. Like, we came out of the x-ray machine. He gets the prints. And then he brings us into the room and he tells us, it was, like, lunchtime, so he basically said, okay, well, it looks like you have a tumor, so we're going to set you up to get an MRI at the hospital um, so the receptionist will ma- help you make that appointment. And so I was just like, okay. Like, I wasn't thinking of anything. Yeah. But then my mom was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what kind of tumor? Like, what are you saying? And then he kind of just explained it really quick. I don't even remember what he said. And then he was gone. Like, he just left.
1: So, like, <laughs> the receptionist... But... Wow. So that (laughs) is crazy. Look, (laughs) I'm very, um, I I don't even realize, I don't even realize my, it's so funny. People say that to me all the time. They're like your face right now. I'm like, I don't even realize my facial expressions (laughs) sometimes when people are talking to me. Wait, so that. Okay, so I guess my question is: Now that you've dealt with doctors after that, is yeah. that is that something that they do because they deal with it so much to not get like emotional or try to I don't like?
0: I think so. I mean, I've never heard. Anybody, so he was
1: just really rude. I think like so. that was yeah. That's crazy. How do yeah. you drop some kind of like a bomb like that? Yeah, it was just, just like, oh, you're my nearby. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. so we
0: get to the receptionist, where we're trying to make this appointment, and my mom just looks like she's so confused, like, oh she just does not even understand what just happened, and we asked the receptionist, you know, he just dropped this bomb on us, and then just left, what happened, and basically, I just feel like it was lunchtime, and he was trying to get out to go to lunch, Wow! like, that's what I believe really just, trans like, transpired, so... You know, went, did the MRI and stuff like that. And then from there, they sent me to Yale Hospital because basically they thought that it was a, a Ewing sarcoma, which is uh, way more serious than what I ended up having and um, would have required major surgery. I would have lost, like, full function of my left arm oh my cut God. out my nerves and all that stuff. So luckily, it wasn't that bad. But um yeah, so I spent some time at Yale University and I did my first couple um, treatments there and then I got transferred over to the Praxis Center in Danbury which is absolutely phenomenal. Dr. Cornerum, a shout out to you. He's he was like an am- he was just such an amazing person. He was like my oncologist and my therapist cuz like I would just like talk to him. I'm just like I don't Aww. understand. da. So he was really great and the whole the whole center is just phenomenal. They really did a great great job with it.
1: So, were you When you did your treatments, did you do them, like, in a uh, room with other people, or were you by yourself? So,
0: that was the thing. At Yale, um, it's a room, and you sit in a circle. Yeah. And everybody kind of just stares at each other and looks miserable, and I hated yeah. that. It was, like, the most depressing thing I ever, like, went through. Thank God I only did... What maybe two um, treatments there, uh-huh. and then I got transferred to Danbury, and at Danbury you have a private room. Like there's a couch in there, people can sit with you. Like you have a TV, like it's really comfortable, and like you have a lounge chair and things like that. But yeah, the Yale setup. I mean, I don't know if they still do it that way. I don't know if it's always like that. But that definitely, I would not recommend it.
1: Yeah, I remember, and I don't know if all her treatments were like this, but I I went with my cousin. Uh, who also had cancer that we mentioned in a, in a past episode, Christina, to one of her chemo treatments. And it was in a room also, but it wasn't, like, everyone wasn't sitting in a circle. It was just a really big room, and and there's just, pe- like, other people getting yeah. treatments in other sections. Yeah. And um, I just, oh, my God. I just remember, like, I tried to be strong. Like, I really tried to hold it together because, yeah. you know, like, it's not, you know, obviously it's not about me. Like, it's about <laughs> but it's, her, but it was hard. really hard to um, to hold it together because I just remember being in the room and I'm looking around and obviously nobody deserves it, but everybody else was older. You know, yeah. they, were like, they were, like, older people, yeah. um, elderly people, and I just lost it. I was like, this is not fucking fair. Like, yeah. what is she doing in this room right now? Like...
0: Well, that was the other thing at so too, that made it more depressing because I feel like when I got there, and even sometimes at Danbury, not as much, but, like, I felt that they didn't really know where to put me because I was 20, so right. it's like, she's not a kid, she's not in the pediatrics, but she's not geriatrics, which is older people, like so weird, you don't really know yeah. where to put people in, so, yeah, I was for the youngest kid there, I was 20 years old, and everyone else is, like, 60, 70, 80 years oh. old, and you're just like uh, <laughs> like, what is going on? I don't know how to feel right now. So it was interesting, but I was yeah. definitely glad to be transferred and and all that stuff. So that's pretty much, yeah, the story of how I found out. And, um, like, I'm very visual when trying to explain things and stuff. So they were trying to explain to me, like, how it looked and, like, how you find things or whatever. And I remember I went and got... um. I think it was a CAT scan, or, like, an MRI with injection. So they inject you with, like, this, like, radioactive dye. And so when you go into the machine, any part of you that has, like, the tumor or the cancer or anything lights up. Uh So I remember I went through the machine, and then I came out, and um, my mom was in this, like, little room where they have all the screens that you could see everything. And I came out, and I looked at her face, and she looked like she'd seen a ghost. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, are you okay? She was like it's just crazy to see it, to see the images, because I just lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. You were and lit? Yeah. I, <laughs> and I don't lit. mean to
1: make a joke so out of it.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> was, Daddy was so lit. <laughs> lit. <laughs> she was like, it just uh, like a Christmas tree, and it was just like, oh bam, like everything else is dark, and then I was just like, yep, yeah, that's <laughs> oh cancer. <my> <laughs> like, that's it. So, you know, yeah, but that's, I mean, making a joke out of it, like, that's how I kind of treated the entire process. Not making a joke out of it, but for my own sanity and the way, like, I had to deal with it, the fact that I was so young was, like, a blessing in disguise because I just wasn't even thinking, like, I didn't understand, like, I did not understand what I was going through. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. And, which is weird because my process was definitely, it was definitely difficult, but I spent, like... 60% 60% of my time in the hospital or like bedridden because like the chemo just hit me like they did um only six sessions but they did really strong instead of doing like 10 or 15 and doing it like weaker doses yeah or smaller doses so I would get it Friday and then I would be good to like Monday Tuesday and then by like Thursday I was in the hospital for a week and then I would be able to go home 'Cause I would just get so dehydrated, like the first treatment like burnt off the entire top layer of my mouth and throat. So like I couldn't even swallow my own saliva. Like I couldn't talk. I was at school. It was my first treatment. Oh, and that was another thing. I was like, Oh I'm just gonna go to school like after I got my first round of chemo.
1: Are you serious? Yeah.
0: I just went to school because I was like, I'm fine. Because everybody was, like, everybody had different stories. And my doctor was like, some people still go to work when they're on chemo. Like, so I was like, all right, like, I'm at least going to try. I'm not just going to drop out, like, right away. Not drop out, but, you know, take leave of absence right away. So I did. So I got it done. And much to my parents' dislike, I was like, I'm going to school. I have a presentation on Monday, so drop me off (laughs) on
1: oh my gosh <laughs> but that no, was but like i feel where you my i feel you was. yes you yeah. know christina was like the same way and when they told her that and she was super involved in school like she was yeah the head of her sorority like she I was, was a like involved. a dean <laughs> she was od involved and um when she was told that she had to leave it was like a big thing and she was told she couldn't work and then she came back home and i was working at iMobile which is like a sprint store or whatever oh at the time gosh. and um it was a small store and and you know they told her she couldn't work but we we're like fuck it just come work here with us like yeah. you know just feel like you know you're still doing something and yeah, um you need that yeah for sure and yeah that's crazy
0: so yeah so the days that I felt good I felt good and I went out and then there was most of the other time that I was just like in the hospital or like in my bed so good times and bad times
1: <laughs> I do think that um, it definitely, at least I mean with Christina because I was around her a lot. Yeah. that's how we we actually became so much closer is when she came back home um, and was going through her treatments and stuff and man, I would forget sometimes that she was sick because yeah. she just kept moving like we would go we would go out all the time yeah we would just go out and really like I look I look around and I see older people who have cancer and and then I see obviously it sucks when younger people get it but I'm like that really is what helps yeah you through it because you're not even you don't have the time to think about it or to dwell on it because you're like I'm still living my life yeah Whereas older people are like, well, I've lived my life and this is what's happening right now. And I'll try to fight it as much as I can. But I think but they yeah. become more at peace at what's like, going?
0: yeah, I right. Mean, yeah, it's different. I mean, my doctors definitely thought I was insane. I apologize to all of them if they ever <laughs> <hear> this. But <laughs> like I remember the day they finally sat us down like after it was like months or not, a, not months, a month. Of like tests and tests and tests, and then that was like a very trying time for me and like my parents, especially my mom, because um, my parents have a lot of friends in the medical field, doctors and just you know uh, medical assistants and things like that. So they were trying to go and get information like on the side, right? And people are like send my MRIs and records to like their doctor oh, friends for, to like, like try to find opinions. yeah, try to find things out that maybe they weren't telling us the second and third, but then they weren't telling me.
1: Mm-hmm. So I was
0: like, you guys can't just do that. So my mom would get upset. Like, you can't go out. You can't do this. Like, this is way more serious than you think. But nobody would tell. Nobody was telling me that. Right. So I was like, if you guys don't stop doing this, like, I'm going to stop signing the paperwork that says you're allowed to see my records. Because yeah. I was 20, so I could do that. I was over 18. But, of course, they're my parents, so they ha- I gave them access to everything. But I was like, I'm not. I'm going to, like, deny you guys access to everything. Like, it's my body. Like, you can't
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> just do that. So, yeah, finally, when they told us we all went to... Um, Yale hospital and we sat in the room and it was my dad, my mom, me and then my, my aunt um, who's the one who made me go to the doctor and he was like so you know is cancer and just kind of started talking there's no easy way to say it and then they all just started bawling and crying and I was just like okay like so what are we going to do and like my mom, I think my mom and my dad just looked at me and were just like, "What? Like he just told you you have cancer? Like what the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah. But I was just like, "All right, like what are we gonna do?" Like I just I didn't think of it as like the death sentence that everybody like does. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing if you do. I mean that's a normal thought too. But I was just like, "All right, what are we gonna do?"
1: But and that's then, just your personality too. Yeah. Like, You're just like that. You're like, okay, this is what it is. So like, what do we do to like fix? Yeah, it? you just
0: gotta like like that's out just the how your brain works. Yeah.
1: That's so,
0: awesome. Yeah, and then they were trying to schedule the first cameo session, and it was like Halloween weekend, and I was like, <laughs> "And you're like, nah, bitch. I, I was got my like, costume. Oh, do we? Oh, can I? Can we do it the weekend after because oh there's a, like a Halloween party? And the doctor was just like, "Are you like what the fuck? Like he has the look in his eyes. And I was just like, I just, I'm just wondering if I can go party first. <laughs> But yeah, they were like, don't drink, don't do this and that. And of course, like every weekend we're at
1: Toscano's.
0: Yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh, dude. Yeah. And it was nice because a lot of people. Yeah, every
1: Friday we were like, okay, we're just going to go out. A lot of people
0: didn't know why I had to move back home. And I was like blessed. This guy, Danny um, Almonte, he's a makeup artist and has like a wax business uh, in Danbury. And I went there with my godmother because she's um, his cousin we were just there, and he has a bunch of wigs, and we were just going to try them on to see, like, what it looked like, and then I was going to go buy my own, and she had just shaved my head that morning, and he ended up giving me one of his wigs, and it looked identical to my hair, like... It, it, nobody knew. Yeah. So if you didn't know me or why I was home, like, there's a lot of people, like, I would go out and they're like, what are you doing home? Did it or whatever. I'm just like, oh, I just took a semester off. Like, I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So nobody even knew. So people would just hit me up like, oh, let's go party dinner or whatever. And I appreciated that so much more, even though they didn't know that right. I was like, I guess I was, hi- I, I hate to say hiding it, but I just didn't want...
1: You didn't want anyone to pity yeah. you, or, like, I feel you. And I still yeah. wanted to be
0: invited to party. <laughs> yeah, I feel
1: you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, and then afterwards, even, like, some of my friends from college, when I when I left and then I came back, and that's when they found out. And I was just like, you didn't, like, I just figured people would talk and know, I don't know, so I just never said anything. And they're like, how could you not tell us? Da-da-da. And I was like... But it was so quick. It was a semester, and that goes by so fast when you're in school. So I didn't really miss too much. So, yeah. That was that.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Craziness. Well, happy birthday, boo-boo. I'm glad we're here celebrating another year. Cheers to you. Cheers. And I, like your aunt said, I feel as though maybe it's not a coincidence that your birthday is World Cancer Day. And I do fully believe you have a purpose larger than anyone.
0: You're going to make me drop a thug tear.
1: (laughs) Than anyone can imagine. And I'm very excited to be on this journey with you to see it all unfold.
0: Yes. Which, Rowan, got me an awesome book.
1: Well, it looks awesome. (laughs) I
0: haven't started reading it yet. But it's called Roadmap. And so it says the Get It Together Guide for figuring out what to do with your life. Which is
1: crazy because I saw, I found this book after we, like, um, started um, started the podcast. And in our podcast explanation, it's, like, 220-somethings navigating through life and sharing their roadmap. Yeah. And I came across it, and I was like, oh, holy shit. And um, basically the book is about this group of people who were on their own, um, you know, soul searching journey through life and they decided to take a road trip cross country and they stopped and all on their stops they, they talked to different people who went through the same kind of journey and how they got to where they got and their their success stories and all of that. And Yeah,
0: this looks really cool. Before
1: you know our move to LA one of our biggest reasons or you know motivations for moving is we're road tripping there. And I was like, holy shit, this is so perfect. Yeah. And what's What's hers is mine, so when she's done reading (laughs) it, I'm going to read it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm Um, excited to start it. I have a flight this week, so this will be perfect. And um, I'll definitely share my favorite parts or moments or words along the way, but this is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Speaking of our road trip, can we tell them exciting news?
1: Well, yeah, what's the exciting news? I feel like I'll have an exciting, what, that we're going to Bonnaroo? Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) If any of our listeners out there are going to Bonnaroo this year, hit us, uh, I am so, so, so freaking excited. This is your
0: first, like, major music festival. It
1: is. I've been, I think I did my first music festival with you. Where? Um, when we went to Philly for, Oh, um, Governor's
0: Ball. you yeah. No, Made in America. Oh, Made in America. Made and that's America. when I that's saw
1: Beyoncé live, and my love Ooh, for her just, cool. holy shit, mm-hmm. escalated to a hundred trillion million. Yeah. Um, cause seeing that woman live does something way more to you than just, I don't know, I appreciate her so much more after seeing her live. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was my first one, but I've... I've never gone camping, which is something I always oh my wanted God. to do. Like, so many
0: firsts are going to happen. So
1: many firsts I always want to do, and um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. We're going to be surrounded by such great energy and such yeah. great people, and this road trip is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of other things that we're trying to plan for the road trip along the way, but that's um, the first which
0: one. you know finally. we'll share
1: later once they're a little more concrete. But. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so
0: excited. So Bonnaroo, for anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's a three-day music festival in Manchester, Tennessee. It's about, I think it's like two hours away from um, Nashville, Tennessee. And so I went my first time in 2010 with our friend Lindsay, who will also be there um, this year again, and a friend of mine named Megan. And it was, I don't... I don't know how we made it through that trip, but it was so much fun. We road trip down. Uh, we went with our friend Megan. Yeah, I don't know how you guys made it through that. <laughs> who we went, who had gone in previous years. So she kind of had all the camping equipment, the tent, like all that stuff. Um, so that was a really good time. But so we get to Bonnaroo and we're unpacking the car and we're going to set up our tent. And we realize... And we have no poles for the tent. Are you serious? Yes, I never told you this. <laughs> no! Yeah, we had no poles for the tent, so... <laughs> oh my god! We're like standing there just like looking inside the car. It's empty now. We took everything out. We're just like, so where are the poles? <laughs> so we basically ended up having to sleep in the car the whole weekend for the festival, which was brutal because that was probably the hottest... So hot, right? ...summer Shit. they had. Because I talked to a lot of people in the, in the past years since then... Um, who've gone to Bonnaroo, and it's never been that hot again. Like, it was at Record-breaking least... Record-breaking temperatures. Yeah, at least 85 degrees sun up to sundown. At least. So that means during the day, like, 12, noon, 11, it was maybe, like, 100 degrees outside. So it was pretty terrible. But um, the festival itself was just... That was definitely... A changing moment in my life just music music is so good and just brings so many people together yeah and I yeah Bonnaroo is one of the truest forms of a music festival because not only are there obviously headliners and big name bands and artists and things like that but there's also smaller ones um Bonnaroo in 2010 that's the first time I found out about the XX like I saw Nora Jones I saw Stevie Wonder for the first time I remember I when saw, we saw
1: Stevie at OVO on our yeah. first trip together that and was nobody like, was even
0: excited shit or when Nas came out nobody was excited yeah. and we were like freaking
1: out well we have to also keep in mind that we were in Canada I know. We and didn't like, like think they about were that more the excited about Drake yeah. but holy shit I cried when I saw Stevie come out I was like oh my god and I remember texting my brother cause he's like my brother is a really old soul like he loves Michael Jackson and like all you know these older older artists and I was like oh my god I just saw Stevie Wonder and he's like I bet he didn't see you <laughs> So stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's hysterical. laughs> yeah, so um so look it up. Bonnaroo, Twenty sixteen. It's in Manchester, Tennessee. The lineup is pretty good this year. It's so um, exciting because
1: it's just it's it's good vibes. Yeah. Like everyone there is there for the same reason yeah. to have a good time, to just let go, to listen to good music. We should and um,
0: tweet that video that Lindsay sent us about it.
1: I didn't even watch it. Oh, it's good. I always Every time we people send thre- send things, I know, our it always takes chat, me a while to. It gets lost, lost. because we restart, start. Yeah. Okay, I have to watch that. Yeah,
0: it's really good. It just gets you excited, and it kind of just um, describes, like, excuse me, the history of Bonnaroo and how they started. And I
1: ordered the book for. Oh, you did a coffee table book for us.
0: Yeah, and I think it's one of the truer festivals um, left. I mean, you know, the other really huge one that almost everybody knows about is Coachella, but
1: I feel like that's gotten very that's gotten really kind of commercially yeah I mean I would and love I hate to, to go say, yeah I would love to once go, we're but, on the west mm-hmm. coast but I don't think I've had such a strong desire to like make go, it a trip yeah. out there because I feel like I and
0: they break it up into three weekends so it's hard like if you want to see somebody but they're not playing on a weekend where like the majority of the playlist that's because it's gotten is. so massive it's, it's just gotten, hard yeah it's really hard so
1: I really want to do burning man
0: I would like to do Burning Man. I really wanted to do Firefly this year, yeah, but, you know, it's okay. I've seen... The people that I want to see there, I've seen them before. I've where been is enough, Firefly? it's in Delaware. Okay. But, um, but I'm happy. I'm more excited to, like, go with the group that we're going yeah. with and have that experience.
1: So, the group we're going with is um, most of the Reform, and I think this is a good opportunity to yeah. talk about it. So, the Reform is basically a little i'm gonna use the word collective right now because it's the best <laughs> word to use but i don't really i i love i love referring to us as a creative composition um but it's m- me patty Lindsay, adam and lenny and basically well this is so fitting a year ago on the Patty's oh God, birthday, yeah. um, we went...
0: On a ski trip to Killington, Vermont. Yes.
1: And um, we were just all kind of like sitting together and we're just discussing, you know, different things that...
0: Lindsay and Lenny... We're trying to figure out. Yeah, like,
1: li- something. Yeah, Lindsay, our, our really good friend Lindsay is an artist, and oh my god, she's one of the most so talented the people yeah, I've I have ever a met. That she
0: made, that she sent me, that you should listen
1: to. Okay. Sorry. I can't believe she sent it to you, not me. All right, Sorry. Lindsay. Well, anyways, <laughs> I guess maybe I shouldn't brag so much about her now. But um, well, she's one of the most talented people I know, um, and one of the most amazing souls, like. Best heart out there. But she was just kind of going through her little journey of figuring out, you know, what she wanted to do. And she's, you know, always expressed herself artistically and like the different avenues that she was looking to. To, to take on and her brother Lenny's like this freaking little genius fake
0: genius <laughs>
1: um, marketing <laughs> no, internet genius anyways I was just you know we were sitting down and I just a light bulb clicked in my head and I'm like well you're trying to do this and you're trying to do this and your siblings like why aren't you guys doing this together um, and we were just all together and I just started I don't know I just I'm all about the vibes, man. And I don't know what it was, but just conversations started unrolling and we just started talking about our different things that we all have been thinking about doing and just sharing more of our creative ventures with each other. I mean, we're really great friends and we hang out and we talk about life and all that, but I don't think we any of us ever really shared like what we want to do
0: yeah. with
1: our lives and our careers. Um, and it just all started unfolding. And that day... that day a freaking name was birthed you know the reform and just what we want to bring to the world and we just think it's so important for people to express themselves artistically and everyone has a creative side everyone yeah every single person it's what drives this world it's how we're here we're here through creation we're here for creation and we're here to just keep creating in whichever way you want to take that. And um, and that's what we're trying to do. And I'm being very vague because I think we're still figuring out. You yeah, know, even in the
0: last year it's come a long way and just yeah. changed and what we want to do and how we how we want
1: to do it. But we're just it's basically just a support system to success. It's like-minded people who have come together, who really believe in one another, who aren't discouraging who are supportive who are loving who are open who are there to like listen and to support and i think that is the 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 most important thing as an artist and as a creative to have around you because it's very easy to be easy to be discouraged um and your art is your baby you know it's it's something that you hold so dear to you and it's Opening up about about your art is the hardest step. Is sharing like Mm -hmm. what you want to do, and um, we broke down that barrier for each other. And um, we're just hoping to just break down that barrier for other people and collaborate and work with other like minded people. And we're all very um, conscious beings, and we want to see and create a better world and bring more awareness to different charities and causes. And we think that the best way to do that is through art. Um, It's a universal language. It's the center of the real world. And um, that is our goal. And we're figuring out different ways and routes and outlets to do so. And you guys are going to be part of that journey with us too. But, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I can definitely say for myself, I'm probably... The least creative one out of our whole group. No. Uh, no, I am. Because I'm more of, like, the logistical thinker. Yeah,
1: Lenny is too, but it all balances Yeah, no, it out. does. But yeah.
0: I, well, I'm just saying, like, I just feel like, just for my own self, being in the group, like, I feel like I'm definitely more open and think more creatively now. I don't really, like, make art or anything like that, but you think more creatively. When you can think more creatively, you have better ideas. Mm-hmm. And you can just... Even if you're not an artist or a painter or a jewelry maker or whatever whatever type of art like um, basic artist definition you have or most people think of, when you get more creative and you have your juices flowing like even on the business side you can think of more things that you can do or how to execute certain ideas and things like that. so even just for me, like I'm definitely like super grateful and appreciative that we have our group and we have like our each other to to go to and like have that support um so I hope I really do hope that we can do that and I think we have done that for some people already I think so too um, I've
1: noticed more people coming to me sharing yeah. different ideas of things that they've been wanting to work on and the ways they've wanted to express themselves and I'm like uh, it makes my heart smile because yeah. I'm like holy shit like Obviously, we're not like, oh, this is what we want to do, and this is what how we want to like bring the change. But we've kind of just you be the change you want to see in the world. You know, yes, we just we just started one. doing what we felt we needed to do that was necessary for our own development and growth. And um, I think it's starting to cause a ripple effect. And mm-hmm. um, and I love that more people are becoming more open and and admitting to themselves what they want to do and what they want to take out of this life um but there's a great book that I would suggest to everyone I actually suggested it to the reform when we first began because I came across it in the beginning processes and it's called the artist's way um and I I would recommend it to everyone and it'll help everyone realize that Everyone has a creative side, and it says it in the book, whether you're a housewife or a lawyer or whatever, we all have that side of our brain that functions creatively, and you can use that to your advantage in whatever route you're taking in life and whatever you're doing in your life. Um, It's a part of your brain that I think is very important.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't tap into it naturally. So, I mean, I definitely didn't, so definitely something to look into and think about and yeah I'm excited we've definitely had different people maybe not directly expressed to us that they're inspired or things like that but you can just see like people move different and kind of just even social media which we talk about all the time just posting different things and just becoming more aware and open and creative so which is really cool I really like that and um I hope that that's that they're that, that's how they feel about us or that's the feeling they get and, and want to do
1: I think from so. what we're
0: doing so it's really exciting I and think it's really so. cool
1: and we're working um, on a website now we'll have yeah. it up and you, you'll have more of an idea and of a sense of what we're doing and there's a lot of things we're working on for the upcoming road trip and um, you know just just different things that we want to bring attention to Yeah.
0: Um,
1: that we're excited about but um, you what? had a bridal shower today.
0: Oh, yeah, I did. I did, man. I'm um I've been in wedding mode since about two thousand <laughs> beginning of two thousand fifteen. Word um, so there's definitely a lot of, I, I've always said too, like in the last couple years, I'm like, damn, none of my friends are getting married. Like I never go to weddings. Like you always see God, people. I was a bridesmaid
1: in like four weddings. Yeah.
0: No, I've never, I've never been a bridesmaid. Like, yeah, I just, that was
1: exciting for you. It
0: was, it was really exciting. And I just, I kept saying like, damn, I really want to go to weddings. Like there's so much fun. I love <laughs> celebrating love and all this stuff. And I got what I asked for.
1: <laughs> like, Manifested that one.
0: And this is not a. I'm not, compla- I'm not complaining to any of my friends that are listening that are getting married and I'm involved in the in the wedding. This is not me complaining, but I just didn't expect it all to come out. Because not time. only was she the bridesmaid, she was like
1: the maid of the maid honor. maid of honor. So I've never been the maid of honor. Luckily, luckily, <laughs> well, I've been able yeah. to just stand by and have fun. It's been
0: fun though, and it's what I like to do. And I'm pretty sure you guys only picked me because yeah. <laughs> I know how to
1: plan things, and you That's know not it'll the be the only reason why they picked you. Whatever. I'm <laughs>
0: it's fine if it is. It's not a big deal. All, but
1: no, that is not why
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. You recognize my skill. It <laughs> weren't. Um, but yeah, so our friend, our best friend, Lindsay got married, um, in October of this past year and my sister surprised got married, um, the summer oh, as well. Shit, I forgot about that. Yep. She did get married this summer. Uh-huh. Um, so, and all of them are, well, except for my sisters, all of them are traveling. And then my best friend, um, my other best friend is getting married in May And I just came to a bridal shower, from a bridal shower today, which the wedding is in March. And, you know, when you are going to so many weddings and just planning all these things and just seeing how different people celebrate or do Uh their weddings and things like that, um, it's actually really cool to see and really cool to experience because my sister told us like, three days or two days before she was getting married that she was getting married. So that was that one. And we kind of just had to swallow it and deal with it and just, you know, support her because that's, you know, what we do as a family. But there was definitely a lot of questions. Uh-huh. Um, and then a few months later is when she <laughs> had a reception, which was, like, at the bar that we work at on the patio, like, more very relaxed and barbecue vibes and no gifts and just a buffet and very very, very simple. It was very
1: much your sister. Yeah, you it know? was
0: very much my sister and she's She stayed happy, true so. to her
1: with that one. Yeah, that was good.
0: And then Lindsay and Adam, oh god, who are so cool, and they're actually the ones who did our logo for No Filter. Yes. So if you dig that, then they're the follow ones that them. did it. Shout out to Lindsay and Adam. Um, I think we have their at their handles mm-hmm. on. Um, we do all the episodes. If you click description, you could you can see and follow them. Um, and their wedding was just
1: magical. So cool. Magical. So cool. Not magical. a typical
0: wedding um they're very whimsical and they're not hipsters
1: but they're just open free loving free spirited yeah. amazing mean, I guess people general
0: society would describe them as hippies that's fine but they're sure. just yeah, yeah yeah well-rounded individuals so their wedding was in San Francisco on top of a mountain that was so beautiful looking over like the the Pacific Ocean on one side and then the city of San Francisco on another side and it was a music festival and it was intimate and small but still big enough where everybody that they wanted to be there was there and there was just a lot of love in the air and a lot of good vibes and beauty
1: they manifested their dream wedding yeah. into existence yeah. and it's crazy because i remember when lindsay was like i'm getting married yeah. and we were in shock because lindsay was like like Not us you know married. we were <laughs> ever since i i don't know like ever since i was younger There's some girls who can envision their wedding day and see themselves in the white dress and just know it and have it in their head. And they're like, I know exactly what I want my dress to look like, whatever. I've just never been that girl. I've just never had Um, that in my... I don't know. I've just really never looked at I think I
0: had a little bit of it until I was about 17, 18. And then I was like, "Mm, maybe that's not what's in the car. Maybe that's not...
1: I don't know. I don't really recall ever... Thinking about that, like,
0: because I remember at some point, at some point in high school, I don't know what year it was or how old I was, but at some point in high school probably towards my senior year, I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get a good job, I'm going to get married by the time I'm like 26, 27, I'm going to have at least two kids by the time I'm 30, like, you know, that whole little time Time frame. frame. So I was like, I don't want to be an old mom, I want to be so young like my parents were, like, I want to have fun with my kids and all that stuff. And if you were to ask me if I'm going to have kids right now, the answer is absolutely not. Like, these things, I don't even, I don't know what the defining moment was, but I was just like, mm, no, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to have kids.
1: You really still and, think, like, never? You're, it's just not what you I want mean, to do? I mean,
0: I feel like, and I had this conversation um, with some of my regulars. It's so funny because I've
1: had the opposite turn.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's really, if I meet that person why right. I, I want to spend the rest of my life with, I don't necessarily feel like we have to get married. Yeah. Like, I'm down to move in together. Let's live together. Let's share finances or whatever you want to do. Let's even go half on a baby. Like, let's do it. But marriage, marriage, like, I don't really know if I need to sign a piece of paper to, like, be down with you. And if I did, I feel like we would have to be together for a long time, like, ten 15 years or something, and then, like, if we're still cool with each other, like, I still like you, then maybe, like, all right, let's just make it official and get married. Like, if it means that much to us, um, or if I was with somebody and I felt like that's the person for me, and that's the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, if they felt so strongly about it, then I would think about it because I obviously want to make them happy. Um, but I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I have to get married, I don't feel like that is my end goal in my personal life for me to find a life partner in that sense in a husband you know because we've kind of talked about it before or on the first episode I think it was where it's like you don't you can't have one person for everything so I don't know I'm very open to not ever getting married
1: but you want someone to like share your life Uh, yeah I mean I'd
0: like a partner to go through things but I don't know I don't know I feel like there's you can spend 10 years with somebody and then that's the time you guys had together, and you had great times, and you learned so much from each other, and you have, you know, these lessons, and the, and you grew together, and then you grew yourself as a person, but maybe after those 10 years, like, that's, the, that person was only meant to be in your life at that time, and yeah. then you move on from there, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the I right answer like my, is. my, yeah,
1: no, if there's no right answer, it's whatever you feel, whatever's right for you, but, um... It's funny because I think my views have, like, changed. Like, I feel like I've gone the opposite. I feel like they have, too, because have
0: talked about, like, when you find someone and have a baby lately...
1: Well, it's not that it's something I want now, but right. I mean, like, I, you know, growing up, like I said, I wasn't, I didn't have that in my mind, like mm-hmm. the white dress, whatever, like getting married. Like I've always, I've just, I think I've always just been focused on me. Right. I really have. And, um, like I said, like my parents, I wasn't like that fairy tale type of love in front of my eyes. But luckily, um, I had that for my aunt and uncle who that was actually the first wedding I ever attended and that I was in, I was the flower girl and I was eight years old seven or eight years old um and I look back at pictures and I see it and then I see them now and they're still so in love and they're so committed and it's just such a beautiful relationship and then I see Lindsay and Adam who like Lindsay was like oh like not the type that ever thought about getting married or whatever (laughs) talked about it and was like super not that she was against it but it was just like me like it was not anything that she thought about yeah and then it And then it happened and I see their love and I'm like, this is such a deep love. Like it's probably the deepest love I've witnessed um, in my generation um, of people my age. And I've seen the relationship they have and how they just balance each other out and they're there to like grow with one another. And I realized that um, while I never had the idea of like marriage and like my big wedding day in my mind, Mm -hmm. I've. And though I joked when I was younger, like, oh, I'm never going to have kids. Like, this is something, like, I always yeah. use, like, so my parents could just leave me the fuck alone and mm-hmm. be like, well, when are you having kids? But I want to have kids. Like, I want to see what I can create and mm-hmm. what I can bring into this world. Like, that's, like, the biggest pow- one of the biggest powers you hold as a woman to be able to bring new life into this world. And as I said before, like, life is about creation Training, yeah. you know and not and I wouldn't say like oh I'm just going to have kids to have kids like never ever ever um but ideally one day I would like to have kids and I wouldn't have kids unless I was bringing them into a very loving
0: yeah peaceful p- pace,
1: peaceful loving environment and through love and in order to do that I need a partner that yeah. I feel so strongly about and it's all stuff that I think it's not like oh I have to be married first and then have a kid or whatever. And I'm not doing it by the, by the playbook or whatever. But I, I think that, you know, as my views have changed and as I'm growing up and the things that I want in life, I, I I do, I want someone that I can build with. Yeah. And I think that if you are going to be dating and you're going to be in relationships and you're going to have these things with people, I feel like eventually that is a foundation I want to build. And And when I see Lindsay and Adam, and they talk about like, oh, they're not gonna have kids, whatever, and bullshit, they're definitely gonna have a kid later. I think, I think, I think whether whether it's (laughs) theirs or they adopt or something. And I'm very open to adoption too. I would at least like to have at least one of my own. I
0: used to really be like, I'm gonna adopt a kid, da da da. But after my nephew was born, and I'm not saying I would never adopt a kid, but I have difficulty understanding. And I know that it's possible. People adopt kids all the time. But and I've no I've had conversations with people that were adopted. I just when my nephew was born, and he's not even my kid, but I was in the room, I saw him come out of my sister's yeah, vagina. Which I've never is witnessed that yet. That would probably change and my is view about it. It's a life changing <laughs> moment. Even if you're not the one pushing out a child. It is life changing. Um I just, as soon as he came out and I saw him, it was like like moms explain. I was just like, Whoa! Like I've never loved something as much as I love this thing that's been in the world for .5 seconds. Or yeah. Now. Like, and I, and after feeling that and feeling that to this day about this child, I don't know if myself I can attach myself to something that wasn't mine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it sounds kind of fucked up, but if I really think about it, I'm not. I'm not saying that I couldn't, but, but I don't know. But he's still my blood, and he's still a part of me, and he lived with me for the first, five, like, five yeah. years of his life. So it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I, and it's like, he's ours.
1: I feel like, you know, when we went to Haiti. Yeah. And, um, so Patty and I went to Haiti a couple of years ago to rebuild, to, to build a house for a family that lost theirs in the earthquake. And one of the days, we were able to kind of um, retreat a little bit from the, the, the house building and go to an orphanage. Oh,
0: that was so great
1: and oh, man i fell in love with that little boy yeah he was i think about cool. him every single day I he's the background too. screen yeah. on my phone and we went to the orphanage and as soon as we walked out of the car and we walked over to to the kids this one little boy ran up with just his little shirt on with no with no pants on with nothing mm. <laughs> ran over and latched himself to my leg and he's the most beautiful little boy I've ever seen so in my entire life yeah. and he was such a love bug and all he wanted was just to be held and like loved and be near you and I was like, oh my god, this little baby deserves a home like yeah. a future a Absolutely. life no love definitely- like and I don't know I don't know I yeah, like, my my views have just changed. I think that, ultimately, I would love to f- find someone that um, I do care so deeply about that I do want to, like, invest in and share my life with and yeah. eventually...
0: Well, I've always said that, too. Like create if a family I, I feel like... It's not my goal. Yeah. It's not, like, goal. this is
1: what I <laughs> want right now. Like, no, my goal right now is to focus on me and create my life before I become a wife of course like that is my thing but if if you know life happens and things happen and if I meet that person yeah then that's what it is I'm not gonna that's fight it saying, but it's not what I'm like
0: that's what I've been saying lately too like I feel for. like if I if I find that person that like you know when you are in love and you just like want to give everything you can give to that person like yeah. once I find that person where I feel like okay I kind of want to rock with you like for yeah now or now and they want a kid like i feel like i would be like okay i will like i want to give you a child cuz like i care about you that of course i am going to i wouldn't do it if i really didn't want to and i really didn't want to be a mom but i feel like it might take that feeling like i i want to do this with you and like, for you absolutely yeah you it's know? not like but, i want
1: a kid so badly that i would go yeah. and like there get are, artificially like, inseminated well, just that. to have a baby like that for me it's no if i'm not if i don't meet the right person to yeah. Have kids with, I'm just not gonna have kids. Like it's not that's not something that I want but so I badly like we've that I'd go conversation out. Conversation
0: in the past too, or there's some people, not people, but there's like one or two people that we know that have kids and they're not with the dad but they just always wanted to be a mom right? so they just had a kid right. and they're not mad about it no, they're not they're bitter they're happy. whatever they're like I got my kid I'm good like <laughs> it didn't work out with the dad but I got my kid like, <laughs> but they that's knew it wanted. wasn't gonna work yeah.
1: out ahead of time but, but they, they just in their the mind kid. they wanted a baby so, and that's and totally that fine too.
0: everybody's just so different you just right. gotta find what works for you exactly
1: man. but um yeah that's I'm definitely not that person I don't want a kid badly enough that I would just have one with just anybody Yeah, I think that I it's First, for me it actually for me it I am looking for the sequence I am looking yeah. for that person the first person that I decide to be selfless with right. and commit myself to because I don't think people realize that a baby is a much farther huge bigger commitment than marriage is and yeah. you're gonna be tied to that person for the rest of your life whether you want to or not so why not find someone that you want to spend your life with yeah and then have a baby with you know like definitely so for me that's just what that is and yeah but I will say I don't I still don't have that whole like fairytale no. wedding in my mind like yeah. I don't think I want a big oh yeah huge I was like how
0: do we get to this fairytale <laughs> wedding with the
1: white dress and a huge reception and all the bullshit like I want something that works I mean for, I'm down
0: for a wedding
1: I oh don't yeah I'm I am down for a marriage. wedding
0: like I'm down for a wedding now like a party like I, I used to say that too I'm like I like, want a wedding a a a ceremony like Y'all, you're my boo, I'm your boo, like, let's just have have a a party and celebrate our love for each other. Yes, I
1: want a celebration of love that will be a reflection of the two of us. Like, the way Lindsay and Adam did it was was so so perfect meaningful everything had a purpose had a meaning every detail meant something to like them and their relationship it wasn't just they didn't just run out a hall and fucking throw a party yeah. with like catered food and bullshit and cut a cake at the certain time and whatever it was
0: like they had but weddings are getting a lot better now like even traditional weddings that people are having like there's not as much to do in terms of like the cake cutting stuff like people are really trying to make it their own and how they see that's, it which well, I've been seeing yeah that's like love has so, been changing yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of
1: marriage has been changing and it's not just this thing that you have to do it's like people are trying to make it more yeah. more meaningful to them and yeah I would love that and really I can't even think about my wedding day because it, it would all be dependent on the man I'm with and what yeah. he wants to do too and I think like that's another thing like people lose sight and they make it so much about the girl and really, like, um, that's a big thing for a man to do, too. Yeah. And when He's women... and human beings. Exactly.
0: exactly.
1: Human and then, beings. <coughs> <laughs> male, <coughs> female. When people make it about both of the people, it's it means more. Yeah. A lot of times it's just about the girl and it's yeah. her day, it's your day, it's your day and it's like, what? What about him? Mm-hmm. It's his day, too. Yeah. It's our day. Like, it should be about us. Definitely. So... so yeah so that's that until then Patty's my army wife, fee for lifey <laughs> um that's there was Amen. a I remember that article you sent me about like best friends and like how it's so hard to like um when you have such a great bestie to like oh find somebody
0: else it's true
1: it is true
0: I made it really hard for you dudes out there to get <laughs> along let me tell you
1: Word, she spoils me.
0: (laughs) I'll be getting the most thoughtful gifts.
1: Me too. We're so romantical.
0: So romantical. I love
1: it. We do all the meaningful things.
0: Yeah, so step your game up, fellas. So you
1: guys can send applications (laughs) to Patty. She'll be filtering them since she's the logistic person in this partnership. Um, You can send them over to her. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think... uh, Yeah. Anything
0: else? I don't think so. Cool. I'm catching a flight this week, which I'm really excited about cuz I haven't been on an airplane in so long. I'm so and jealous. Bitch, you were just in Miami.
1: Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm spoiled because we had that last year we were like on a flight I every know, single month, I know. but I'm taking it easy cuz we got this big move and the big yeah. road trip and
0: Exactly.
1: Unless something just pops up my way.
0: <laughs>
1: I ain't going nowhere. Yeah,
0: so I'll be in Asheville, North Carolina, um, Thursday through Friday through Sunday. So, if anybody wants to check out a new town, Asheville, you can follow my Snap at Bintrish. And um, yeah, it's a nice little southern city. It's, it's supposed to be up and coming, very hipsterish, lots of weed, lots of drinking. Word, I
1: want to go. You know, this is
0: going to be so that's the thing why I kind of started this whole conversation. Like, it's just very different. Parties and groups like for Lindsay's, we went to New Orleans and yeah. that was just out of control. So much I don't fun! Ever need oh my
1: god, I love New Orleans. It I was don't my first ever need to spend that much time in New Orleans again. Oh, I got so a lot. <laughs> it was
0: so much fun, and it was very Lindsay and very much the group. I got my first with.
1: tattoo. Yeah. The, we got matching tattoos. That was. Uh, I just thought about that the other day. I'm I like, holy <laughs> shit! I have matching tattoos with people. I can't
0: believe you really did it. I. Really I know. Didn't I think you were going to. I do know it. you guys did it. I was think waiting that's what for made you to back out, out so I could back out. I think that's what made I wasn't me do it. do it. If you didn't do it, because they were like,
1: "She's not gonna fucking do it," and I was like, "I'm gonna fucking do this." <laughs> like,
0: I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So I have a few tattoos, and Ron never had one, and then Lindsay's fucking tatted up, and so are like a couple of the other people that were with us. And I was
1: like, oh, um, never. I mean, never say never, but I was like, I'll be that girl that's, like, when she's 40, she'll finally get a tattoo, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get tattoos, whatever. And then Lindsay was like, I think I'm going to get a tattoo this weekend. And I was just like, shit, I just admire that so much that you're so freely and open with your body that you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to get a tattoo. Yeah.
0: And the way the, like, design came up and, like, and one of it the girls that was with yeah. us is the one who drew it out and we were, did it all together. So it was definitely a bonding experience. I forget that I have the tattoo because you can't see it. Very well, I mean, I guess if you're looking at me naked, you could see it, but, like, I can't even see it sometimes, like, even in the mirror, like, I have to raise my arm up and stuff, so I forget that it's there, but every time I remember, it's nice, it's like, I remember the whole process, like, the lady who did it, and it was, like, the oldest African-American tattoo Place, it was the first. Or the first female tattoo artist.
1: African-American tattoo artist who opened up her own place in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. so
0: it was just really cool. But she was really cool. The, the vibes were set. So and I compromised.
1: I got a white one because yeah. I can't do the black ink. Yeah. So I got a white... I got it in white ink. And um, it's a... It's a It's a third eye. It's an eye of consciousness. And I put it in the middle of my chest where my heart chakra is (laughs) because Lindsay and Adam's wedding was called no love. And I felt like, you know, if you're conscious or whatever and the heart chakra, it just it, it just represented what it meant to know love. Yeah. Um, and I felt so much love that weekend because was so many people who came together who didn't know each other or whatever. And it yeah. was just great energy. And we were all there because we shared a common love for this one girl and, um, it was dope. Yeah. And yeah. And I, and I was like, and we actually, when we walked through, New Orleans. We came across this wall, and it was a huge wall that was commissioned by an artist. I forget her name, but we'll I, we can post it later for you guys. But it was called "Before I Die," and there oh, was a blank, yeah, 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 and it was a huge wall, and there was ch- um, uh, chalk, and you can write down, and it was different blank spaces they for all you over the world in different major cities, and you can write down what you want to do before you die. And I wrote to love and to be loved. Um, I
0: don't remember
1: what I. And know. but in the back of my mind, I was like, I would like to get a tattoo before I die. <laughs> like I would just, and it was something I was like, I'll never do it. But I, in the back of my head, I was like, I'd like to know what it was, what it feels like. Yeah. And I'm big on like I. I don't like to live vicariously through people. I like to experience things. I like to know what it feels like to go through different things myself and have that firsthand experience. And I think one of the biggest reasons I got the tattoo is, like, this is something I could connect with and be like, okay, I've done it. I know what it feels like.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So I'm happy I did. I'm happy I did it. Yeah. I like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a really good trip. So... That's That was that group, and now I'm going to Asheville, North Carolina for my other best friends, and same thing, there's a bunch of girls that I don't know, I haven't met yet, but I'm excited, and I've been planning it, and I'm so happy. It's kind of hard, because with Lindsay, like, she's been here, and she was here during the whole process, yeah. so, like, we were doing all the wedding stuff together and talking about it and stuff, but um, Colleen's in North Carolina, and I'm here, so... You know, we text, of course, all the time, but I wish I could be there and, like, go check out stuff with her and do different do different things with her and stuff like that. So I'm really trying to make this one really special. And it's going to be more calm and casual and very catered to the type of person that she is, you know, and, and that's what I tried to do with Lindsay, too, so... It'll be good. We have some fun stuff we're going to do and we're lined up for, but I don't want to say it because I don't know if she's going to listen to this before (laughs) we do it all since it's coming out on Friday. Um, But, yeah, so that'll be exciting. So follow Lace Snap if you want to check out the new city.
1: Awesome. Well, have fun. I can't wait to hear about it. Thank you for listening, y'all. Catch us uh, next week. week. No filter Friday. Love you. Bye.